Well, hello, hello, it's Julie, back with another episode of You're in Charge. And I'm talking about a flashback right now. Now, I joked um, a, few, a week or two ago, a couple of weeks ago, I guess. God, time flies again. June, this is in theme with what I'm going to be talking about here. Throwing it back about, um, I would love to say 30 years, but it's really like more like 40 years, which is terrifying to me because I can't believe that that much time has passed. But has it really passed? Because as I was saying, I was joking a few weeks ago when I said I felt like I was in some sort of time loop because I went to the movies for the first time in three years. And what happened was for every year that I missed going to the movies, it seemed to have rewound a decade. So I step into the movie theater and what's on the screen but Top Gun. So here we are with Top Gun at number one. And I've got Kate Bush in the charts again, again. And we're in a cold war with Russia. Um, hey, uh, anybody checked the calendar? It's 2022. I guess hindsight is 2020 meant the entire decade was going to be going in rewind. So I've, I've been really in it lately, sussing out some, some deep stuff and moving my book forward and, and all kinds of stuff is happening. So when that happens, sleep is in French. So, so. Not so much. Not so great. Nah. And, but the creativity starts flowing. So I wake up this morning and there's already a song flowing through my head. And it is, I look up the lyrics because I'm like, what? what? What is that? What is that song? And it's always from Atlantic Star. Again, hey, how far back can we throw this? I don't know. Whatever. I get up, keep going. And... I'm like, all right, what am I going to do today? Well, it's going to be like close to 90 degrees and humid. So I've had this project on my list for months, literally months, to paint my sunroom. So I decided to do it on the hottest, humidest day of the year because I'm like, yeah, today's the day. I'm doing it. So I go to grab my paint clothes because, yes, I do have painting clothes because I don't want to get my good clothes all painted on. So I keep a stack and I'm pouring through to find which ones fit and which ones are season appropriate. Because most often I'm, I'm painting, it's in the fall or the winter. So I might need multiple layers. Today, uh, not so much. So what ends up working and fitting? Uh, a pair of short overalls and um, an old t-shirt from uh, a charity that I supported. So the t-shirt's choking the hell out of me. And so I decided to do something that most people don't necessarily think to do. I ripped the neck out of it. And, oh, so much more comfortable. Not binding, loose, more comfortable, excellent, great, fabulous. With my overall shorts on, I now look 
like I'm an extra in a salt and pepper video from the 90s. Okay, why is like, <laughs> I don't care what I look like. I'm just painting my sunroom. I don't care what's happening. I'm just laughing at what is this all like what is with the rewind with the time frame? So, like I said, when I don't get so much sleep, my creativity kind of goes through the roof because logic tends to fly out the window. So I'm looking at the time loop. I'm looking at the, the, the past in the present and, and what's going on. And if you're in my head, it makes sense, but don't worry. Don't stress yourself out. It's not an easy landscape in there. So I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, what's, what's with the time frame? What's happening here? And now, <laughs> forgive me. I'm like absolutely loopy. Happy birthday starts coming into my mind. Not because it's like, it's the thing to be singing. It's just that somehow in my mind, I'm both working with my book and working with my um, clients and, and helping people out and doing all these things. And it all meshed into, okay, what is one thing that everybody can kind of understand? And happy birthday is what came to mind very accessible, everybody knows it, but it's also one of the hardest things to sing, according to many vocal uh, professionals. We just call them professionals. So what I'm thinking with the time loop, with the roundabout and all this stuff, I'm like, okay, somehow the past is now the present. So stick with me here for a second. Happy birthday. I don't want you to sing it out loud. I just want you to hear it in your head. Okay, I'll pause for a second. And now you've sung at least a few bars of happy birthday in your head. Now, everybody who just heard that, who just did that, heard it in a different voice. So now I want you to hear happy birthday in your head, but only with a violin. Now, I'd like you to hear it barked, like a chorus of dogs barking happy birthday. Okay, now listen to it with Whitney Houston, Houston's voice. and have it meowed at you or mood. How about sing it with meatloaf, the singer, not the actual dinner, American dinner, but have meatloaf sing it or Joe Cocker or have Robin Williams telling a joke about it. Okay done all that. You haven't left your room, haven't left your headspace, but all of that changed. You did all of that. Now, this isn't spiritual. This is just fact. It's like science, like quantum even. And you just changed the entire song in your head multiple times. You heard it differently each time. So with this time loop, 
here's what I'm noticing. Here's what I was working with. Oh, so big time yesterday. Okay. It was the time loop. It's that we get in, into a time loop in our head and we replay things over and over and over. And we're not even necessarily conscious that we're doing it because we want off the merry-go-round from hell, but we keep replaying the same song in our head over and over. And we probably blame others for making our lives what it is. Oh, it was the government. Oh, my mother did this. Oh, it was because the babysitter had done such and such and blah, blah, blah. Well, each time you replay that type of story in your head, and it is a story, it's, yes, it happened, but that's in the past. And now you're in the here and now, except if you're replaying what happened in the past. And every time that you replay that and blame somebody else, you're putting your power in their hands. How so? Hmm. If they have that much power to affect what's happening in your head, then that is them in your head. But I just showed you with happy birthday that you can change the tune in your head. You can change what happens, how you play it out. And again, I've told you time and time again that the wisest person you have to rely on is your inner child. And I've told you I don't really like the phrase inner child. It's not that I don't like inner child. It's that it makes it seem like it's not alive, like it's not actually inside of you. That little child is still there and is the wisest creature you have because wisdom comes from innocence. It, like There's a purity to children and their thought process and how they work. They, they, they are curious. They are inventive. But most of all, they're imaginative when it hasn't been conditioned out of them. And that's where your power is. So you just imagined happy birthday in a multitude of different ways. And you can imagine the song happy birthday in probably a million or an infinitive, infinitive, is that a word? I don't know, <laughs> you get the idea. You could imagine it over and over and over, reimagine it, adding, different sounds. You could put it in canon. You could have all these different things. You could add techno to it. And that's called creation, creativity. What is going on is you get to recreate, you get to imagine how you want it to go. And the moment that you imagine it, it becomes real. And then you can feel it. And when you feel it, that is when we create something new. So when you have that feeling, go back to the blame. If you're telling a story and you've blamed somebody else, there's a feeling attached to that. You're mad, you're angry, you're hurt, you're, you've been dismissed. You, like, there's some thing that you've attached to that, that feeling. And 
you keep replaying that. So that feeling is what is creating your life. Thoughts do not create things. Feelings create things. This is what everybody, not everybody, so many people are getting wrong. We're trained to be afraid of the very things that make us powerful. That is by design. That is by old, old, old school design. It is meant to control the masses. I won't get into where that control started. It doesn't matter. But the bottom line is we are all being controlled by our own thoughts and you have to question them. So if you were born and you have basic needs, oh, and we were all born because yes, you know, here we are incarnated. Um, so you have basic needs, eat, sleep, poop, and you need shelter, clothing, you know, those types of things. Those are needs. Okay. You were born with emotions. If a baby didn't cry, its needs weren't met. It didn't, you had to figure out, was the baby hungry? Was he overtired? Was he gassy? Why is the baby crying? There is a purpose to that emotion, to that outburst. And we are conditioned to squash that emotion and that outburst. Oh, it's not manly to cry. Oh, don't let them, you're overly sensitive if you cry. Nah, you are pointing to what's going on inside of you. And you are the expert in your life. So only you can figure out what it is that's wrong in your life. Why are you crying? Because there are also tears of happiness. And while they are less often than the other crying that we know, there are other reasons to cry. So you have to connect inside and figure out your own emotions. But the men that are listening to me, first off, you're ahead of the curve because you're listening, you're looking for ways to improve this situation internally. But men have been conditioned to believe that their emotions are wrong, that they are weak for having emotions. And I am here to tell you that that is absolutely 180 degrees opposite of what it is. When you have your emotions, not when your emotions have you, but when you have them, when you are in control of them, when you understand them, when you understand yourself and what elicits these responses, these feelings, where they are, you are in control of yourself. There are many other things that we are in control of in, internally that the powers that be want to make you believe otherwise so that they can control you so they can have whatever 
hidden agenda they've got going on. It's a messed up world we live in, but you have to question everything in your life, like really everything, because somehow in our society, we walk around and it's like, there's like a badge of honor that people wear if they got less sleep. Ah, I only got like three and a half hours last night. Like, that's a good thing. Ah, right. I'm running on Red Bull and, you know, mocha chocolate, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, who cares? Why is that a good thing? You're not taking care of yourself. You have a need to sleep. And actually, you are less efficient than if you got a full night's sleep. So if you got eight hours of sleep, you are going to rock whatever test you needed to take, whatever project you needed to get in, whatever it was that you were pulling an all-nighter to get done, will actually get done in a shorter amount of time and a higher amount of quality. And I didn't realize this, but I never pulled an all-nighter in college. I had friends who were on no-dos, and if you don't know what no-dos is, I'm throwing it back again to the caffeinated pills that just were just one step shy of cocaine and kept you up pretty much like those Tom and Jerry cartoons where their eyes are just being held by toothpicks. The no-dose is what was doing that. It's just ding. So people were popping that crap and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm just going to trust that whatever I know is what I know for the test. And I'm just going to do the best that I can because I need my sleep. Well, lo and behold, years later, I see this, I don't know, article, test, scientific study, blah, 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 that your brain actually retains more information because it's able to seep into a deeper level of consciousness and you can retain the information much better on a full night's sleep. So I passed the biology test or the, or the whatever test with better, a better way than, sorry, there's just a noise in my house. I'm not sure what that was. But anyway, sleep is, is a necessity. Feelings are a necessity. But something else that was popping up yesterday is this insidious guilt and worry. And they are opposing forces on the same trajectory, if you will. They're not opposing forces. They are, they're on the same scope. You'll, all right, I'll explain this a little bit deeper. When we're feeling guilty, it gives us something to do. I think I've said this before. Guilt and worry are like rocking chairs. Gives you something to do, but you're not going to get anywhere. And it's kind of like <clears throat> a kid. This is me. I'm talking about me. <laughs> I, my mom used to like scream at me. My, my bedroom was a pigsty. And it wasn't like dirty. It was just messy, like really messy. I'd have clothes everywhere and, you know, books and whatever kids have, like stuffed animals, whatever, towels. It was just, it was everywhere. 
it was on the bureau and on the bed and under the bed and stuffed in the closet. And my mom would get fed up and say, and, and say go clean your room. Well, what would ensue would be me in a complete state of overwhelm, looking at my entire room going, I have no idea what, where to start. I just didn't know where to start. So I would promptly t- pick everything up off the floor and throw it on the bed. And now I'm looking at a huge heaping pile of even more overwhelm, but at least I can walk around my bed. So then I would go and sit at my desk because now I could pull the chair out and sit at the desk. And then I would pull the drawer out and look at all the pens that I had in, in the collection and know that the pencils work. Well, maybe they didn't. Um, let me sharpen that one. And so I would sharpen that pencil and then I'd check to see, does this pen work? And then I would check and I'd draw a line and, oh yes, this one works. Okay. That goes in the save pile and so on and so like, Hours later, I hadn't cleaned my room. I was just doing something in order to make it feel like I was doing the task at hand, which is kind of where the no-dose comes in. Like, yeah, you're up and you are, you have a book in front of you and you might, it might say biology on it and you might be studying, seemingly studying for that test, but it's just an empty function that you're performing. And again, because we've been conditioned to believe that performance looks like this, action is this. Well, not really, because here I am, you know, chilling out and having conversations and talking with people and all kinds of stuff is happening for me. I watched a couple of movies and got some great epiphanies from them. Stupid movies too. Things that you wouldn't think would be like epiphany warranting. But if I judged that, if I looked at that and said, oh, well, and I don't know why, but again, (laughs) God, Earth Girls Are Easy just jumped into my head. I did not watch that movie, but I haven't watched that movie in probably 30 years. But (laughs) And the time loop, here it is. Let's throw it back. So, so you've got this, you've got blame and you've got, uh, no, no, forget the blame for right now. Just stick a pin in that. All right. I'm on guilt and I'm on worry. So it's like drawing to see if those pens work. It's not getting you anywhere. So here's why we do the guilt and the worry on a loop. If you are running a guilt scenario in your head, it is in effect to try to control something that's already occurred in your life. Say that again. When you are in a guilt loop, When you are saying the things, I feel guilty because, and fill in the blank, it is because you are hoping to control the circumstances of something that already occurred. Now, why you worry is a similar idea. It is to try to control what has not yet occurred. 
it's a way to feel like you're producing something, but you don't actually produce anything. So it's actually more beneficial for you at this point to go to sleep, chill out, watch a movie, meditate, go for a walk. Hey, here's something. Do something fun. Something that you really want to do. Doesn't have to make sense, quote unquote, air quotes, big freaking air quotes around that. That whole making sense thing doesn't make sense. Life is not logical. Yet we try to create logic where there is none. The biggest lesson that I learned from my multiple narcissistic relationships, it took me a long time to figure this out. But when I figured it out, it was the aha of a lifetime. Narcissists, true narcissists, not just somebody who's being self-absorbed, but true narcissists will run you in a loop. They know how to play you and what and how they play you doesn't matter. It's going to look different every time, but the core of it is the same. And it is this, they are trying to get you to make sense out of nonsense. It cannot be done. It is like trying to smell the color purple. You can't do it. It's not sensical. The best thing you can do, and I don't know why I just got on this tangent, but apparently somebody needs to hear this. The best thing you can do in a narcissistic situation is walk the fuck away. Don't worry about the smear campaigns because they started those a long time ago. You have no way of undoing those smear campaigns. All you can do is live your life, clean your room, know that your space is clean for you the way you like it, and then let everybody else sort through their own mess. That's them. That is a lot harder done than it is said. And if you are going through that, I am your gal. I have your back. I know those ropes inside out, upside down, and backwards. But the blame, the guilt, the worry, it's throwing it back into the time loop. And the only way out of that loop is to be in the here and now, the present moment. Now, this is also another good thing because if you're in a narcissistic relationship, I guarantee you, your anxiety and your depression is through the frigging roof. You are questioning your sanity in ways that you didn't even think was possible. You are questioning everything about yourself. So how do you get out of the guilt, the worry, the blame cycle, the here and the now? Be in the here and the now. Real quick exercise to do. If you are having an anxiety attack, if you are even just a little bit anxious, you can do this. It works. It just, it centers you and brings you in. It's the five 
four, three, two, one, using all of your senses. So you listen for five things in your immediate surroundings. Do you hear five things right now? I hear the fan, I hear the birds, I hear the wind blowing through the trees. I can hear a truck off in the distance. I don't know how many that was that I just listed. You get the idea. There's, so you hear those things. Now, I want you to see four things. Maybe you could switch that too. You could start with sight. It doesn't really matter. You need to use your senses. So see five things, hear four things, uh, smell three things, touch two things in your vicinity. And then one, I want you to taste something. And at that point you can go and eat something like put a dab of cinnamon on your tongue, um, eat a banana, have, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, taste it, but bring you right back here. Five, four, three, two, one. The other thing that can help you is box breathing. If you're not familiar with box breathing, imagine the shape of a box, okay? And along one edge, you're gonna count in for five. You breathe in for five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Then you trace along another imaginary line of a box and you hold it for five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Then you breathe out for five seconds. Another imaginary line on that box. Five, four, three, two, one, and then you close the box with the following line by again holding it for five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Repeat that breathing three to five times. And then you should be back to center. It's very quick and very effective. It gets you out of your guilt, your worry, your blame, the past, the future, all of it. It puts you right here and right now. Then you're able to act on the next thing, the next best thing that you need to do. Maybe it's a project. Maybe it's cleaning something. Maybe it's going to take a nap. It doesn't matter what it is. It needs to be the best thing for you. And now I thought I was going to be ending this and no, I'm not. Okay. That just got me into another thing. The selfish phrase. Parents, especially women, oh, women, especially, we are so wired to believing that selfish is a bad thing. And I think there's a, a key distinction. I don't think there is another definition of selfish, but there's a difference between self-absorbed and selfish. Selfish is putting the oxygen mask on yourself first. Therefore, 
you are able to help others because you have the oxygen and you are breathing. And you're probably quite happy if you're breathing pure oxygen at that point. We won't get into that. All right. Self-absorbed is when the entire world is all about you. It is how everybody is out to get you. It's how everybody is there to serve you, your needs, your purposes. Oh, it doesn't matter that I was late because, hey, the party doesn't start until I show up. That type of energy. Whether you intend it to be that way or not, I knew this one woman, and I won't get into exactly who she is, but everything was about her her clock, her timing, 7 a.m., 10 p.m., stop by whenever the frig she felt like it. And it was all about, oh, well, I can't have that. and I don't need that. And yet there was this film around her that she would set it up like, oh, well, I was just stopping by because I thought you would need blah, blah, blah. And we didn't need anything of the sort. It was under the guise and it feels crappy. It feels gross. And you know that like, and again, go back to your own feelings, check inside of yourself. I don't care. There would be people who would say, Oh my God, she has a heart of gold. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Um, she has a self-absorbed heart. It is all about her all the time. And woe is me. And this, that, the other thing, it doesn't feel good. That's toxic. Okay. Toxic. My definition of toxic and it's up for debate. I'm, I'm still, I'm still working with it, but toxic is anything that you have been in for too long. There can be toxic positivity, toxic negativity, toxic masculinity, toxic femininity. There can be toxic happiness, toxic everything. Stagnancy is a bad thing. Anybody who has hiked and truly hiked knows you don't drink out of the stagnant water because bacteria forms there. You want to boil the hell out of that or add chemicals and crap to kill the bacteria, whatever. That's what toxicity is. Anything that's been sitting too long. If you haven't changed who you are in the last decade, two decades, three decades, four decades, whatever. Oh God, Mm. what a colossal waste of time, right? Come on, what are we here for if we're not gonna grow and change and learn and try something new? You gotta launch yourself into something. It doesn't matter what it is. Play the piano, fly a plane, like jump off a building, try parkour for the first time. Do jujitsu, like make a mud pie if you haven't done that. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Try something new, change your job, change your dress, like anything. Literally, we can create anything we want to. Go do that. Do whatever your heart wants you to do. Like, yeah, that would make me feel awesome. Go do it. 
you want to climb a tree, you haven't climbed a tree in 30 years, maybe you never really learned well how to do it, go do it because the neighborhood kids might join you. Who knows? You might make new friends being up in that tree. You have no idea what's going to happen, where it's going to take you. It could take you to a better job, a better life, a better love, a better anything. But if you don't jump in, if you don't try, if you're worried about the blame, the shame, the fear, the, the, all that stuff, you're going to stay in a toxic situation. That's up to you. But here we are. We're circling back. We're in a time loop, whether we know it or not. Yep. Pop guns, number one. Kate Bush is back in the charts. And God only knows who shot JR. But you have power in your life. Think back to the happy birthday and realize that that's in your head, that you can change everything. So change your stories. Imagine them differently. And they'll change because you will feel it differently. Imagine being debt-free. Imagine having that job that you love. Imagine having that relationship that nourishes every part of you, that brings you back to life, that makes you feel like that kid again. Imagine having friendships to support that and things of ease and flow. Imagine what that sounds like. Put a musical instrument to that or a song. Pick songs, make a playlist. It's so easy now to make a playlist. Man, the pain that we went through, the agony that we went through to make the perfect mixtape and not have the DJ speaking over the song that we like, oh my God. You young kids have no idea what we went through. You can make a playlist in minutes. Boom, 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 boom. How does this playlist make you feel? Get it going. Hear it in your ears. Play it. Feel it. Own it. Embody it. Make it yours. And then sing happy birthday. Because... You're in charge. Till next time. See you later.